0: Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion, as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollar trial set for just three bucks again don't pay too much and get too little same is true of shaving as nba transactions harrys.com backslash five for your three dollar trial set Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, check out the new Off the Floor. It's pinned to the Five Reasons Sports Twitter page. We had more than 50 people chatting in there while we were doing a playback. You need to be subscribed to both to have the full Miami Heat experience on game nights with us. So check out our Discord. Again, it's called Off the Floor. Find it on the Five Reasons Twitter feed. And now, today's episode.
2: Down to this day. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Yikes. Where is the game? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. check the floor playing. Got it all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one here. Impact, we trust. It's have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. We're going to start here, the floor plan. The Miami Heat win 108-102 to 102 in Memphis against a depleted Memphis team, they go to four and four on the season. We are going to start though with the injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney, born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein, again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now... The Injury Report. All right, the big news today. Tyler Hero, after six points in the first half, goes out with an ankle injury. He was coming down. He turns it on uh, Jaron Jackson's foot. It looked nasty. He hobbled off to the locker room, obviously did not return. We don't want to speculate too much. Obviously, Eric Spolscher will have an update that will probably be a non-update afterwards. They'll say most likely he's going to be evaluated in the morning. They'll see what the swelling is. We've seen what high ankle sprains look like before. Look like it possibly could be. They'll do an X-ray on it, I'm sure. As long as there's no break in there, they'll do the MRI and they'll see where it is. But it looked, okay, and again, none of us are doctors here. Haywood Highsmith came back faster from an injury than we anticipated. Kayla Morton's been out longer than we anticipated. But it does look like Tyler Hero's going to miss some time. And so we're going to focus more on that in future podcasts. But just the quick take off this tonight was... They had to find some answers, even against a depleted team, without Tyler, because they have been so reliant on him offensively this season. I think we got a preview of what it might look like with the fact that Duncan Robinson started the second half in his place. Of course, he's been paired in the backcourt with Kyle Lowry before. He's done some more creation things. He had a pretty decent game until the end when some of the creation things and the ball handling stuff didn't look so great. But I just want to go to one of you guys on this, and then we will focus on this more in future episodes. So I'll go to Brady on this to start. If they are missing Tyler Hero for three weeks, and again, I'm just throwing that out there right now, okay? But high ankle sprains sometimes could be longer than that. How exactly do they make up for that?
3: Yeah, it felt like the game plan tonight was like, just get through the night and we'll figure that out the next two days that we have off. So I feel like that's where they're at right now. But I mean... It's got to come from multiple places. Number one, I think you mentioned the preview of Duncan starting the second half. I think it's also a preview of Bam having to take a lot more of the load, I guess, with the shot diet, where people could say maybe the short jumpers are bad shots. But when you're Bam out of bio, who the defender is dipping off of you, and that's the open shot on the floor, is not a bad shot, especially when you saw that tonight. So it's like you're going to be seeing a lot more of that. I think in theory, you're going to have to get up more threes than you've been. Uh, recently, just because it's it's too hard to like lose that type of usage and not spread the ball around and kind of get those type of threes. Though. So that's going to be a big thing, obviously. Uh, and then you get the ball to some of these other guys. Like Jaime could do a little bit more on the ball. You could see what he can do maybe in the mid post or even pick and roll stuff or spot up stuff he was doing in, in this game specifically. But the big thing, obviously, would be number one, Caleb Martin. If he could kind of get healthy right about now, that would be very timely because I think you look at this roster and say. Number one, for him personally, it's like that'd be the perfect position for him to come in and be able to play on the ball and figure things out. But, yeah, they could use that right now. And the second thing I'll say real quickly is this would be the time where maybe you see Jimmy hit that second gear on a run. Like if Tyler's out multiple weeks, you would need Ty- Jimmy to at least somewhat enter that second gear of like, OK, we I, this stretch, I'm going to take over this stretch in the fourth quarter because we don't have this to go to. So that's going to be something I guess we have to look look into a little bit more moving forward.
0: Well, we didn't see that tonight. Uh, as we go forward and talk about tonight's performance, so before we get to the player of the game, and I'm still debating this because I know who you guys want me to say it is, uh, Greg. Overall thoughts on the escape tonight? Um, they botched the end of that game again.
4: They escaped every developer.
0: win. Me- made it a clutch game um, against a team that again is totally outman right now. I mean, they don't. They don't have. I mean. <laughs> They don't have Ja, they don't. Uh, they were supposed to have Brandon Clark for the season, they don't have him, they don't have Steven Adams. They. I mean, they're basically relying on Desmond Bain, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., and I mean, a bunch of guys. I mean, Marcus Smart, I guess, and a couple of others. I mean, what do you take away from them just getting the win tonight?
4: That I wish Jaron Jackson Jr. could fly around the country and follow the heat and play for every opposing team so that Bam Adebayo would be forced to see him every single night so that he could basically dominate the way that he did tonight, because you could tell there was a chip on his shoulder. He takes these uh, matchups, particularly with a defensive player of the (coughs) year. um, And just, he took it personally, 30 points, the free throws, the fourth quarter, like to, to be in control for me in what was otherwise a nondescript game where Tyler gets hurt. The one thing I'm coming out of this other than, I mean, there's some, some interesting stuff with the Rook that we'll talk about, but it's just this evolution of bam, because he's just, he's not only putting up the numbers, but the way that he's doing it and the confidence he's playing with is definitely like next level.
0: Yeah. There are certain guys that bam seems to get up for. Uh, Miles Turner is one of them. This guy is another one. I think Evan Mobley is another one. I kind of anybody who's been sort of put somewhere in his class that's gotten more accolades. Good than defenders? It, right, correct. Or Miles Turner, who got the spot ahead of him that year. Like, he does internalize these things, and if, especially if they get rated ahead of him defensive player of the year. All right, I've had some time to ruminate on this, so now we're going to go to the gamer of the night. And now on 5 on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes available for just $25, but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention 5 Reasons or 5 RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. All right. Well, we've talked about BAM already, so I will go with the other guy. Uh, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 11 shots, 11 shots. Let's focus on that. Kyle Lowry had a throwback game tonight, uh, and it was needed. Tyler Hero played only eight minutes. Kyle played 35, second on the team in minutes this year. That's not going to go down with Tyler out for any length of time. It's probably going to stay about where it is. Uh, by the way, they got some okay minutes from Drew Smith off the bench tonight as well, so we'll probably see a little bit more of him. But, Alex, I'm not going to delay it anymore. Uh, Kyle Lowry was really good tonight. Like, I you cannot expect this every night. If they could get this every other game at this point you would take it but again he stepped into his shots he was four of seven from three we've said he's not a bad shooter just shoot the damn ball
2: it's that's really what it comes down to ethan and i think like excuse me if you if they could get this kyle once every three or four games that would be amazing it's just not going to be the case i mean please prove me wrong please like, uh, that would be amazing for our podcast download numbers if, if you started doing that, right? But really, um, I, like, I, I'm not expecting this every game, but what I do like is that, you know, he's been solid on defense to start this season off where, like, he's not standing out in a bad way. He's putting in a decent amount of effort. He doesn't really love to go over screens. He, he did it a lot, like, for Dame, for example, in that one matchup. You know, he's still doing the thing where he calls for the switch a lot or he'll go, over, I mean, under sometimes even if it's against the shooter. But in general, like I love what he's doing on on both ends of the floor. As far as what he did tonight, like I just just take the damn shot, man. That's really what it comes down to. Most of your shots should be the threes that are there for you. And like we wanted some pull up stuff when he first came in. I, I I don't even I don't even care about that anymore. Like that obviously that would be nice too. Pull up for screens and uh, be a movement shooter. I'm not asking for any of that. Take the open shot. Take the catch and shoot three. You're like 13th all time in threes made. Like, what are we doing here, man? You can't break down anybody off the, the dribble anymore. um. Just like in a one-on-one scenario, the pick and rolls don't always, you know, lead somewhere because he's not being able to, you know, get past the first guy in the first place. He did everything he could tonight. He was dishing. He was defending. He was shooting. Just, again, obviously active on the boards with um what he did there. I just think, like, awesome game. Awesome game from Kyle. They're not going to be able to get that every night. They did it against a really, really depleted grizzlies team but the, the the win is the win they needed it from him tonight he played awesome man he played awesome it's probably one of his best games at least definitely one of the best regular season games in a heat uniform
0: yeah certainly the best in, in a while um I, and, and look here, here's the thing about it again i don't understand greg why he can't make some of kind of the tim hardaway late career evolution where like tim couldn't get by anybody towards the end either and he shot the three like Kyle's mm-hmm. honestly a better three-point shooter historically over the course of his career than Tim was. For sure. but Tim would right? take that, yeah, Tim would take that knuckleball jumper. And I, I don't I just I guess I just don't understand why he passes on so many of them. Like it, it's like Alex said, like the bar is really low here. It's not we're not expecting twenty eight million dollars worth of production or anything like that. Just organize the offense. Take the open three. And compete. Now, the competing part, he's done. Uh, the organizing the offense, he does at times. He's going to have to do more of it without Tyler. And, again, that's a whole nother episode. But just just shoot the ball. But the other thing, and I'll let you and Brady come in on this one. You know, Brady, you're talking about when Jimmy gets to the second gear. When's he getting to the first gear? Because, I mean, I'm looking tonight again. Like, I, I played him under on prize picks, Use the code 5, at 15 field goal attempts. I can't imagine myself playing that last year and feeling good about it. And he got 13 tonight. Four of them were from three. So he's got nine two-point attempts tonight. 15 points. Hayward Heist with had 14 points tonight. Like when is when is the second gear first gear coming, Brady? Because I I'm still not seeing. Like he came back with seven minutes left. We used to be like, okay, when spoke getting him in? When spoke getting him in? When spoke getting him in? They didn't have Tyler, and I was like, is Jimmy even in? In the last seven minutes of the game?
3: Yeah, it, it, it even took him. It, it was the same thing as last year, where it even took him. like, they came out of the timeout, they played for a minute, and then Jimmy walked to the scores table, and I was like, wait, he's, he didn't enter the game in the last timeout with this close game? But I do agree. Uh, I mean, it. it I got to say, it is hilarious to, like, this cycle that we go through every single year where we talk about this, and then we get to the playoffs, and then we get right back to this point where Jimmy's taking standstill, still lazy three-pointers, but tonight he's making them. Which, by the way, he's one of their best shooters this season. I just want to put that out there. Like he's, like behind Tyler Duncan and Haywood, he's probably like number four on this team in shooting at this at this moment. Aside from that, though, the the downhill stuff is just not there. I guess he just it's not that he can't do it. It's not. It, it's just that he just <laughs> he just chooses not to at certain points. It feels like like there was points where like he has the mismatch on his back in the mid range. And there was like times where he like feels like he's like taking his time too much. Like he could just flow into that shot. Like in the playoffs, that's a shot. Like once he gets a guy on his back, he's flowing into that fadeaway jumper. And then he kind of pauses and does a pump fake and kind of looks for other options. Like it's just, it's the cycle, man. And I know sometimes they're like, well, we can't just accept that. But like it's Jimmy Butler and we've seen it play out so many times that at some Mm -hmm. point you have to just accept it. You have to accept what you're watching. I just think at this point they're going to come to Jimmy and say, well, we're at a point. If Tyler's out, let's say two weeks, and they're like, "Okay, Jimmy, we we need you a little bit more on ball to kind of look to score and get certain attempts up at, because we cannot get through this two week period without Tyler, where we're running Duncan pick and rolls into the ground like that." They, at that's I think the point where they're going to say, "Okay, maybe Jimmy can get a little bit more into his pull ups, gets to the rim a little bit more, and maybe that's the first gear that we see." But I do agree, we have not seen it too much. But I will say, Ethan. We also judge Jimmy's, like, performances all the time. Number One thing we always say is, like, how he's playing is the three-point shot. Like, if he starts taking more threes, you're like, okay, he's being a little little lazy this game. But also, like, I always said, like, if you see him defensively and notice him defensively, I feel like he's playing. This year, like, he has played really well defensively. Like, and I remember last year there were games where it was like, okay, he's kind of – you haven't noticed him defensively tonight. I've noticed him most games defensively this year. He's guarded every top player in the regular season. Which is also something he's not done a ton of over the years. Like what I'm going down, th- like going down the line, he guarded Tatum, he guarded LeBron, he guarded, uh, he had Dame possessions, he had tonight he guarded Desmond Bain right out the gate. So like defensively, he's been there and he's made plays. So it's just about getting to that next gear offensively, which I know he can, but it's a matter of when. I I well,
4: think Desmond for Bain. this team, it's it's probably actually a good thing that some of this is getting sorted out without Jimmy just saving their asses. Like, there has to be an element of Bam stepping up, Tyler stepping up when he was healthy, and now it'll be incumbent on all these other guys to step up, in addition to Jimmy obviously kicking it into another gear. But I almost think, like, the whole Jimmy's just going to put us on, on his back and carry us, they need to get out of that mentality because come the playoffs, they're obviously going to need everybody. Um, So it, it may actually be a healthy thing that Jimmy's not – um saving their asses late in games yet.
0: Well, Desmond Bain was four of sixteen tonight. So I, I'll be curious to see the numbers on how, how much he was guarded by Jimmy. Because really that was the guy they had to take out tonight if they were if they were going to win the game. And and pretty much they did. Um before we get to the play of the game, one other thing I did want to discuss here though. Josh Richardson tonight uh stood out in a bad way. One of nine overall O of five from three in 17 minutes. The shot is short every time. It it it's not even. It's grazing the rim every time. Does anybody want to? Jo- I Alice. I know you think it's just. I'm harping on him too much right now. I, you guys know I like Josh. I'm not trying to harp. I mean, it's like, and it's just the shooting. But it is the shooting. Like the shooting is a problem. Like he's gonna have. He's gonna have to shoot the ball well to stay on the floor because the other things. I understand the defense is supposed to be there. I get it, but again he's a he's always kind of been erratic as a playmaker like you need the shooting or or and, yeah. and now without tyler you really need the shooting
2: you definitely need the shooting there's no doubt about it and i think it looks ugly when guys go on slumps he also doesn't have like a pretty looking shot just aesthetically right like it's kind of a weird uh release point that he has where like the left the left hand ends up like on the other side where like his right hand is by the time he Let's go of the ball, yeah. Leif just did it on camera here. If you're watching on YouTube, we did it perfectly. Um, but he's always had that, it's not anything new. And I, I think it, it happens in the NBA when you, he's not an elite shooter, he's not a great shooter. I think he's an okay shooter, and that's why I was always pushing back on the idea of like him being a replacement for both Gabe and Max. I'm like, oh, hold on there because Max was, was a movement shooter for them, um, in, in his sets, Gabe was turned into a pull-up shooter, a drop killer in the playoffs. That wasn't his role during the regular season when Tyler was healthy, of course. But, like, I don't think Josh is either of those things. Like, he could take the occasional midi, and I don't mind that. I wouldn't consider him a drop killer by any means. And I definitely would not consider him a movement shooter. So, for me, when it comes to him, he's a better minimum guy. Just play good defense. Be solid. Try to get some deflections, um, you know, and play your game. Take the open three. Attack the closeout. That's it. That's it. That's what better minimum players do. You play a role again, it's not trying to talk down on him. I just don't think he should be handling that much. Like whatever handling they thought they could maybe get out of him because they've gotten some out of him before. I think maybe there's something to like, you know, he's 30 now. Maybe he doesn't have quite the same burst that he kind of did when he was doing some of that handling stuff when he was younger. I don't know if that's exactly the reason. Either way, he was never a great playmaker. I just think it's looked worse than what it was when he had more reps and more usage. So, I think some of it is he's in his own head, as Eternal said in, on our earlier playback, you know, earlier today. Um, shout out to Eternal, by the way, did a good job covering the game and shoot around today. Um, he said that it was kind of obvious and kind of like the body language and also just the things he said to him as far as like he hasn't, he, he's been disappointed with himself and the way he started. So, I, I know he wants to play better. And I really do th- think it just comes down to him playing in the, in, in, you know, settling into the role. He just needs to not do too, too much. He shouldn't be dribbling or, Playmaking, it it should be him playing kind of a, you know, a facsimile of what Kayla was doing for you off the bench, just without kind of the rim pressure. Just take the threes, take the little midi, make the extra pass, and play some defense. Other than that, like you've got to feel great about Highsmith looking like a starter. Haka is continuing to impress every single game. I mean, Bam looks great. He played had I mean sixteen on, free throw hold attempts on, Hold
0: on, can't mention Hakez. That's the last part of this thing. But oh, yes, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no problem. But but you know we 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 were trying to format this thing. Uh, this is the only thing we format the entire day. I, I, I look will like say Kyle this about out Josh. There. I, I, well, exactly. Uh, he, here's the Josh was always herky jerky with like kind of uh, the ball handling and all that stuff, but now it just doesn't look like he knows where to go. And you add the shot problem to that. And here's my biggest takeaway tonight. Last four games, he played the entire fourth quarter. He went in there at the end tonight, but you know who was the guy that we're going to feature in the play of the game. Go ahead, Alex. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by InsuranceByLynette.com and a aggressive insurance agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or InsuranceByLynette.com. That's InsuranceByLynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program reach out to Lynette at insurance by Lynette.com. So the guy who took the minutes tonight at the end of the game was Jaime Jaquez, and he had the play of the game. So let's go through it, Brady. I'll let you uh, diagram this a little bit. Um, how did he get involved in it? Cause this was essentially, this was, this was the kill shot tonight.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a hectic inbound before that play. I mean, they kept trying to get in no more timeouts. I remember they sent, like, a double at Kyle, uh, who was holding the ball, like, right in front of half court. They just got the ball out, got it to Jimmy, and it was like, Blair. okay, is Jimmy going to shoot this? Like, like what are they going to do? So he ends up swinging it. I think the ball ended up finding Duncan for a second. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the guy you want shooting it. One more swing to the corner to Hawkins. And I think it was still, like, eight seconds left in the shot clock. I was like, is this, is this too early to take this shot? Uh, but he hit it. He hit a big shot. And look, ever since that game where he got put into the starting lineup where he got basically asked to shoot a bunch of threes. He's shot decently well, like in, specifically in those same, similar spots that he got the shots that game. Uh, so credit to him for kind of developing that. But look, that's not anywhere near his biggest strength. And that is not why he's playing. And that's not why he's closing. The reason why he's closing was the uh, maybe another uh, honorable mention of play of the night, which was when he got the steal and, and kind of went into transition. And like, that's his game because he can play the lanes off ball. And that's why I always say he got the Jimmy comparisons yeah he has the pump fakes and the slow paced offensive game, but the off ball defense is one of the reasons. like he's really good at reading that stuff. he got the swipe when to transition. He had a really nice finish too which he's been doing a lot of he just looked we said it before, but he just looks so complete. he looks so under control. Uh, everything going to the basket like he there's one thing to like actually like cut to the basket and have that to your game, but like knowing exactly when to do it at the right time and being in the right spot is such an absolute skill, and he has that. Like, he floats at right at right times and finds his spots. Uh, so it was a really big game for him tonight. And swinging back to what we just talked about with Josh, and it's why when me and Alex were talking about this at the games, it was like, I still believe, and I believed it then, that Jaime's in front of Josh in the pecking order. And I think games like this really kind of just close that point a little bit. Like, you're seeing stuff defensively. Like, the defensive gap is non-existent. And the offensively, he's a guy that you could put on the ball when needed in a position right now without Tyler that you can run different stuff in. And your biggest thing you need in your offense right now, probably more than shooting, is rim pressure. And that's what Jaime Hawkins provides. So his player build is necessary right now. But I just think his play in general is just is so under control. And it's and, and trusts trust like seeing tonight. He trusts him out there on the floor closing.
0: Brady, you make the point that the the, the three point shot would not be his strength the fact that he would take the shot there is his strength to me that what we're seeing is they got another and Alex going to hate this they got another alpha they got another guy they can trust in those situations and i you know i i think when you look if you if you were to say okay you want if you could choose who was going to look better at this point of the season which one would you choose you'd prefer Jaime Hawkins looks better than Josh Richardson. Cause like we said, Josh Richardson was a developmental project from days gone by right now. He's a minimum player that you're trying to squeeze as much out of as you can. Jaime Hawkins potentially could be part of the future. And the fact that he has elevated to this point. Now we see what happens with Tyler and when Caleb comes back, but either way, there are going to be minutes for Hawkins. It's clear he's closing a game like this. There's going to be minutes for Hawkins. All right. Thanks to our sponsors insurancebylinette.com, EricRubenstein.com, and of course, Rock Esports Center. On the 18th, we have our second ever 2K tournament and watch party. We'll be promoting the hell out of it the next week like we promote our off-the-floor, like we promote our YouTube channel, like we promote everything. The heater four and four. We will do another podcast tomorrow on Tyler Hero and where they go, who starts, who fills in on the rotation, and how they survive the loss of their leading scorer. Thanks, everyone, for tonight, and uh, have a good one.
4: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.